your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration. Perspiration. perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show with your host, the vice president of making shit happen, Terry Lancaster. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Get You Some Radio Show. I'm Terry Lancaster. Today's guest is Tony DeRico. Now, Tony is a buddy of mine. He's worked in the hotel industry, worked in the hotel industry for a long time, senior management for uh, Choice Hotels and several other large, well-known name brand hotels. But for the last 10 years, Tony's been the CEO of Profit Hunters International. And what Tony does is he helps businesses hire and train and develop their people. He specializes in finding the right people, putting them in the right job, and using the right techniques to train them. Now he's got a, he's actually got a, uh, an assessment test that they use to get this done and uh, talk Tony into giving away a couple of these assessments today. These are $199 value. I'm going to give anyone that calls in, anyone that registers on his website, they're going to get two free assessments. That's a $398 value Tony's willing to give out just for people who are watching the show today. So stay tuned. Tony's going to give you more details on that. But right now, Tony, let's hear some details about you. Tell us about yourself. How'd you get here? How'd I get here? Well, let's see. Uh, I was born in Casa Canada, Italy, 1955. We were on a boat from Naples, and we came to New York City. Oh, wow. And, uh, we landed in Binghamton, New York. Uh, tell you just a quick uh, story. Uh, when my parents were in Italy, obviously, we did, had, did not understand English. So my father heard that in New York, they had streets paved with gold. So he's going to come to New York, kind of do a little mining, you know, take a couple bricks out of the streets. Yeah. He gets to New York, he finds out bad translation. <laughs> they needed somebody to pave the streets. So my family got in the construction business. <laughs> uh, I grew up in Binghamton. Uh, when I was 16 years old, a buddy of mine said, hey, they built a new hotel down here in downtown. They're hiring busboys. Shit, I had, I had never had a job. My parents didn't bug me. Why don't you go to work, earn some money? Mm -hmm. uh, didn't need money, I was 16, who cared? Well, I went down and, and they hired me. Now, number one, you had to be 18, so I lied a little. Yeah. Uh, and one, the first thing I learned, 80% of success is showing up. Yeah. Show up 15 minutes early with a great attitude. God, other guys that got hired with me, they quit after two weeks, too hard, didn't show up. So, God, 80% 80 success, 80 success, show up 15 minutes early with a great attitude. Yeah. Not bad. Um, then... In uh, 20 years old, I actually became the maitre d' of a four-star white tablecloth doing flambés and all the crazy things tableside. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you're familiar with Macintosh stereo equipment. Oh, yeah. It's, it's made in Binghamton. We used to, the Gordon Gal, the president, used to entertain people. That's how they marketed. You would never see an ad for Macintosh. It's kind of like Ferrari. You don't see a lot of ads. It's, mm -hmm. it's word of mouth. I made one day worth of service. Uh, they brought in 24 people from Japan, seven thousand dollar tip in 1974. That bought my that bought my pay, baby blue XKE convertible Jaguar. <laughs> now the electronics was crap. I mean, for all the dealers out there, man, I'm glad they fixed electronics because I'd be going down the highway at 80, 90 miles an hour, the freaking dashboard go off. <laughs> so it's crazy. Then I got. I got fired three times from that hotel because they wanted to make it a cafeteria and I felt that I wanted to keep a class joint. Uh, then I got in the hotel business and very quickly 
I became a general manager at 24 uh, in Sacramento, California. I became a vice president at uh, uh, 29, uh, senior vice president at 32, and my first presidency was in uh, 2001, so I was 40 years old or thereabouts. Throughout that period of time, I was hiring, training, and developing employees because it doesn't matter what business you're in. I don't care if it's a restaurant, a hotel, or car dealership, or a grocery store. No matter how good a product you have, if you go in there, I mean, think about this. Think about the last time you went out for a nice dinner. Can you imagine if the waiter came up looking like a slob or the waitress, they had an attitude, they're you know, picking their nose at the table. I don't care how good the Chateau Brion is or the filet mignon or the catfish. You would never go back. And I'm sure a lot of people have had that experience. So the number one story to success is personnel. Hiring the right people, training them properly, and then develop them to work as a team. As a matter of fact, behind me, the number one quarterback ever to play the game, Tom Brady. Those are two coaches. Let me just kind of move out of the way here. Um, let me move this way out of the way. Think about it. The number one coach in the world, and I mean, the number one quarterback in the world has got two coaches in his ear telling him what? Oh, you're doing a great job? Hell no. No, no. Here's the game plan. Here's what I need you to change and do it like we practice. What auto dealers are doing that today? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I was just actually just reading, I think I sent you the article that uh, turnover, be, be, because people, you hire the wrong people and you put them in the wrong jobs and they don't get trained properly, turnover in the car business costs the average car dealership a half million dollars a year because, they're, because they have to spend so much time retraining and, and searching, for, searching for people. So that's a, this is a huge cost. It's a huge problem for every business, no matter what the business is. That number is probably understated. Yeah. Because that's, not, that's probably a hard cost. But how many cars did you not sell? Yeah. So, for example, salespeople, we do a lot of work in the area of salespeople. That's probably our number one reason why people come to us. Because that's the most difficult position to hire for. That was why I started to use the Winslow when I was the president of a hotel company. I got frustrated with the idea that we'd hire people randomly. I mean, you'd interview them. You thought they, they'd tell you what you want to hear. you do the drug test, the, all that stuff, background checks. And then you put them out in the field. Well, problem is you're hiring a certain amount, what I call sheep, certain amount of tigers. The few tigers you hired that stick around because you got a crappy sales team, make a ton of money, make you do good money. So I then actually went out and said, you know what? There's something missing. And what I realized is personality. I want tigers. And tigers not a physical feature in people. It's an attitude. It's a behavior. So that's what we did there. And when I work with clients, and I have over 600 clients that use our services, we do, we actually have a turnover calculator. We'll go through, because most clients don't know how many people you turn over, and we figure how much it's costing their bottom line per year. It'll range anywhere from half a million. I got some clients at three or four million dollars cost in turnover. Mm. And we pegged as a starting point, I say to the owner or the manager or the general manager, what would you like that number to be next year? They said, I'd like to be zero. I said, well, that's unrealistic. All right. I said, you know, some people are going to move on just because they're improving themselves. So we normally say, let's, let's start by, how about of a million dollars, if I can save you $250,000 next year? Great goal. Well, let's start working on it. Let's start 
using our system, review your training programs, so on and so forth. And then we measure as we go along every quarter what progress we're making and at the end of the year. So we see, did we make our $250,000 goal? And it's, and I also advise clients, they should on their P&L put a line, cost, turnover cost, because that way nobody has the line on their P&L, turnover cost. Why? You got every other cost, yeah. right? You know what, you're, you know what it costs you to, to mow the lawn at a car dealership, I suspect, to, to move, remove the snow. Why don't you have a line that says turnover cost? that every manager and every employee can say, oh my God, it's cost us so far this year, $250,000 in turnover costs? We better do something about it. Yeah. So, so what, are, what are the things that you advise people to start doing? How do you go from a million, a million lost a year? To, how, do you, how do you save 250 of that? How do you decrease the turnover? Well, first is you start hiring the right people. So with us, the way we advise it is, it's kind of like a, a hiring funnel. Uh, we do also work with people to evaluate how they market the job. See, people think they're advertising. They're not, shouldn't be advertising jobs. They should be marketing the jobs. Mm -hmm. And you want to market to the type of people you want to attract. So, for example, Marriott Corporation is naturally attracts quality people. Joe's Motel on the corner or maybe a Best Western, no disrespect to Best Western, I did a time there. They're not going to get the quality people. So it's even more important to market it. So you gotta make sure your ad is bringing in the type of people you wanna bring in. Then we say, narrow the field down to two applicants. Do the drug test, do the background checks, do the reference checks. And by the way, do you know last week I got an email from a, a service that says we do reference checks. Not that they check references, they become your reference checks. Hmm. Right? applicant can now sign up for the service pay them i don't know 500 bucks they will pretend to be your references <laughs> now you can't depend on you couldn't depend well on references anyways now they're worthless yeah and then when you have your two candidates that you would give a job to say they're the, the they're car salesmen have those two people take our assessment and we give you a numeric score from zero to, I think the optimal is 84, down to negative 84. Mm -hmm. Anything in the negative section, I wouldn't waste my time. The bigger the positive number, the bigger the tiger you got. Mm -hmm. Now, so now that you've got the quality of people, here's the other mistake people make. You, you, into, you into horse racing at all? I, 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 watched, I watched the three races a year, so that's it. Hockey Derby, right? Yeah. Kentucky oh, Derby, the Belmont, and the, and, and the other one that I can never remember. Uh, Preakness. Preakness, yeah. When was the last time a horse won the Kentucky Derby without a jockey? Never seen it happen. So why aren't we training our employees like they're the best racehorse in the world and put the best jockey on them? Yeah. Right? That's called training. Yeah. That's called, actually, that's called managing. Yeah. Training is, training is done. It's kind of like football. How many days a week do football uh, teams train? Five, if you lose on Sunday, it's usually six. You don't get the Monday off. If you right. win, you get Monday off. Yeah. So here you got a profession, and they're pros. What? And you know how we always use sports analogies? Why not run your business like the New England Patriots, right? Yeah. Think about this. you got a car salesman that works for you, I don't know, what is it, 50, 60 hours of commission, so they can work forever, I suspect. Yeah. They work 60 hours a week, right? How yeah. many hours are they training to do the job? Yeah. 
They spend 40 hours, statistics, they spend 40 hours a week watching TV, listening to the radio, playing games. Yeah. The great salespeople spend 40 hours a week going to seminars, going to training projects, working on themselves. Tom Brady, he takes a week off a year, and it's not required other than the fact to succeed. He starts retraining himself to be at optimal position when the season starts the week after his week off. Wonder not the way it used to be in the old days. Yeah. But you know what? They don't get paid $300 a month anymore either. That's right. They get paid multiple millions. Yeah. Now, can you make a mistake? Of course you can. More often you'll make a mistake when you don't use our system because you'll draft Bosworth at, at, at number one in supplemental draft, right? And you'll draft, draft Tom Brady in the sixth round at 199. He's still on the team. Bosworth washed out. Tom Brady is the best ever. But Tom Brady also had Bill Belichick. All right. So. Yeah, so tell us about the system. You, you mentioned the Winslow. The Winslow report is, is the profiling, the assessment test that you use? Yes, it is. Winslow Research Institute was founded in 1968. It initially was an athletic institute. There were a number of professors and psychologists at the University of San Francisco that were tinkering with psychology and athletics. Because even back then, collegiate athletics was starting to show its head of being a moneymaker. And Winslow was a client, and then he bought the company. Just to give you a little pedigree on the athletics. I suspect, you ever watch the uh, Disney movie, Miracle on Ice? I, I, I own that movie. I've watched it a million times. And actually, uh, you can't see it, but here on the wall beside me, I have a poster signed by all 20 members and wow. Brooks of the, uh, of, of the Miracle on Ice team. That is, was the defining moment of my life. You know that all those players took the Winslow Athletic Assessment System? Every one of them, yeah. Yeah, because in the movie, when you see those kids are taking those tests and one kid throws it in the garbage can, mm -hmm. that is the Winslow Athletic Assessment. And Dennis Waitley, who's one of our authors, he was the psychologist that worked with 12 Olympic teams, mm -hmm. worked with NASA. And after the athletic industry, it was Dennis Waitley says, God, if this worked in athletic, can you imagine what this would help in the business world? So they created what's known as Winslow Profiles and Reports. Oops. Um, the, um, I just pushed my button on my screen. My apologies. No, you're good. So what happened is they saw an opportunity. If it's working in sports, if it worked for Don Shula in the 1972 Miami Dolphins, why wouldn't it work for auto dealers? Why wouldn't it work for my 200 pharmacy owners? Mm -hmm. Why doesn't it work for manufacturing companies? Why doesn't it work for my aerospace company in Vancouver? It does because you're dealing with humans and our assessment is, I would tell you, the equivalent of doing a blood test. Mm -hmm. We will identify the 24 characteristics. So, for example, we'll measure ambition. Are they competitive? Michael Jordan's off the charts ambition. Mm -hmm. Is your car salesman ambitious or does he want a job? Mm -hmm. Right? Does he want to earn enough to pay the rent or does he want to earn enough to own, you know, a nice car, a nice house, put his kids through college? We measure self-confidence. Do they present themselves as they are talking to prospective buyers in a confident, professional manner? I just bought my wife a car three weeks ago. I apologize to anybody we didn't buy from you. 
I bought her a 2017 Subaru Outback. Mm -hmm. And I hate going to buy places. You know why? Because I look at everything they do from the eyes of a company that hire, that develops people. The first place we went was to a Ford dealership. They had a huge warehouse. And this is North Carolina, huge. I don't know how big it was. They looked like Walmart times two, full of cars. Mm -hmm. We walk in the door, this kid, he couldn't have been 22 years old. I felt sorry for him. He was like a deer and caught in the headlights. Yeah. And I thought, my God, where's the, where's his coach? Where's the shadow guy? Where's the guy that's going to help this kid survive dealing with a tiger like me? My mm -hmm. wife said, Tony, be nice to the guy. Please don't <laughs> hurt his feelings. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, what can you tell about cars? Well, you can buy one. I mean, it was just ludicrous. And it wasn't the young man's fault. It just that, you know, he, he, hell, I think he was working at Wendy's like the week before. Right. Got like through two weeks worth of training. Can you imagine if a football player was trained for two weeks and told to go play the Super Bowl? Right. So the real question is, if you want to be the top level performers and you want to be making top dollars, you got to do what the top dollar performers do. Um, so that help you at all? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the uh, I think everyone's familiar with the with the Myers Briggs test, and I actually I, I'd, I'd taken the Myers Briggs test, and I so I knew a little bit about that, and then we we started talking. I I researched yeah. Winslow, and if you know the Myers Briggs, and I'm I'm an yeah, I. I've taken it a few times myself. I'm, I, I'm so I'm an INTJ, and uh, and I found out along the way that that is illegal to use the Myers Briggs for hiring decisions because it, uh, yeah, that uh, for that it's not uh, something you, that's applicable for that. It's two things. Number one, it's never been scientifically validated. Mm -hmm. And see, I go in and I go one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, and I'm on INTJ. I go yeah. back and go three, four, three, four, three, four, three, four. Now I'm going to eat, blah, 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 blah. Right. See, here's the difference. And Winslow is the only assessment company in the world that does this. And I validate this every time I talk to, matter of fact, somebody emailed me or messaged me on LinkedIn just two weeks ago. What do you know about the Colby assessment? I said, I've heard of it. I said, here's the question I would ask them if you're considering. Every time someone takes the assessment, do you print out a report? If the answer is yes, that means that 30% of the reports aren't worth the paper they're written on. Do you want to know why? Yes, say that again. 30% of the reports that are printed out the first time someone takes the assessment aren't worth the paper they're written on. Because... The psychometrists have determined 30% of the people falsify, or I wouldn't say falsify. They try to answer the question and say, okay, have I finished every project I've ever started? They say, what would Terry want me to answer that question like? Mm -hmm. well, of course I finished every project I've ever started. That is an invalid answer. No one in the world has ever started, ever finished every project they started. So they, most companies try to do some sort of scaling. They'll say, this is unreliable. It may be started here. Winslow used to do the exact same thing up till about 1979, I believe. One, matter of fact, is an auto dealer out of Florida. I think he had like 10 dealerships. And, and he said, Winslow, we've been using you for three years. Started out real well. Ain't working anymore. He said, well, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, let's not lose the sale here. Let me fly down, pull up all the reports over the last six months that haven't worked. So he goes in the conference room. The guy's got a stack of assessments. And Winslow starts flipping through them and says, well, right here it says this assessment has invalidity. There's, there's parts of this aren't reliable. 
He same everything. Three of them. the president of the company looks at Winslow and says, "Winslow, why would you give me a report I can't use?" He said, he thought for a moment and he says, "I don't know. You're right. I shouldn't be giving you a report that you can't use because that's what happened. Because what happened is the people they trained three years ago and told them how to be careful not to use reports that aren't worth the paper they're written on. They should take them, throw them in the garbage can. Yeah." But so Winslow went back and the engineers, the, the computer engineers, whatever, psychometricians, psychologists developed the control question. So with our assessment, and it happens across all assessments on average 30% because it's human behavior, is it at the end of the assessment and the premier product is called Dynamics Profile, is it's 300 questions and there are control questions to determine are the responses valid? And at the end of the assessment, if it's determined the results are not going to be reliable, we do not put out a report. Mm. And we pop up a message on the screen and it says, welcome to the 30% club. You have either exaggerated your strengths or underreported your weaknesses. Therefore, your assessment's invalid. The system then regenerates a new password, tells them to go in, listen to a little audio, and it's actually Winslow himself telling them what they did wrong, what they need to do right to get it correct. And they go in and take it again. Now, 99% of the people do it co correctly on the second attempt. Mm -hmm. There is a small portion of, of society that either refuse to do it correctly. And there are some people that don't have the mental capacity to do it correctly because they, whatever, they, they, they're having some emotional challenges, some something's going on that doesn't allow them to, to be forthright. Um, there's other, uh, and that happens to us 30% of the time. Now we have one other feature that is unique, which is we also have what's known as inaccuracy. So you've got to be able to read the question at a ninth grade level to comprehend the question. And we can determine if you're reading the question and can understand your responses. My problem for my clients is typically in Canada, like Quebec, they'll have participants whose native language is French, right. they haven't taken in English and they get an inaccurate result. Then they got to go back in and take it in French. We come in five languages. It happens in Texas and down the border states from that perspective. So that's, that's the other thing that, that occurs with us uh, from that point. Of view. So you, you, you rule out the inaccurate test, but the great thing about that I, I gathered from it is that you guys have been doing this forever for, for a long time and you have a huge database of what the scores mean. So you get, you get the, was it 24 scores, 24 scores. So there's a, a bar chart that, that points out, that gives you a, a kind of a psychological graph of what that person looks like and what positions they're suitable to hire for. Right. So if you got the tiger for a salesperson, they're going to be high on ambition and high on confidence and high on, on uh, durability. And, yeah. you know, and, and then, but there's some other people who are more customer service related, they're going to be higher on empathy and, and the other categories like that. Right. For example, one of the characters, yeah, actually, and, and back to Myers-Briggs, besides the fact that it's invalid, to be able to use an assessment to hire, you have to, the assessment has to be measured against the specifics of a job, which Myers-Briggs doesn't do. Mm -hmm. So our assessment has two components. They have the assessment that extracts your personality, and we do a one to 10 scale. Low sociability is a one, high is a 10. Then we have position models that have been done through validation studies that have been going on since 1968. Because, 
And we have a, a wide range of data points because not only is it with corporations we work with, Zig Ziglar coaching, uh, Robert Kiyosaki coaching, Jack Canfield coaching, um, to name a few, Brian Tracy coaching. All these authors and psychologists have developed coaching programs. They are administered by a company out of Salt Lake City called PEI. And they sell their programs, their 12-week programs, from anywhere from $5,000 to $10,000. If you sign up for one of those coaching programs, for, and it's for 12 weeks, the first thing they have you do is they have you take the Winslow assessment. Yeah. So we have a wide range of data points. So we've developed the ideal job models for every position throughout the country. Yeah. Like, for example, a bookkeeper, say sociability. Salespeople, we want them high, 8, 9, and 10. A bookkeeper, you want them low, one, two, or three, because you want them in their office, concentrating that computer screen, and not want somebody to get up every minute and go chit-chat with a receptionist. Right. So, so there are different characteristics based upon the specific jobs. Yeah, I, and I, I'll tell you, I, I, I took the exam, and uh, it's pretty much right on, because it will tell you exactly. When I took the exam, I looked at it at first, I thought, well, that's, that's not necessarily what I wanted to see, but it turns out that it's accurate because it's the exact same thing my dad would have told me 25 years ago. Son, you are unemployable. <laughs> you have to be working for yourself. And that's, that's what I've been doing. I've been an entrepreneur for, for, for 25 years. And now you look at the exam and because of, because of uh, you know, I'm high on ambition and high on all the entrepreneurial characteristics and self-reliant and self-determined, self but a lot of the, uh, the, the teamwork stuff and uh, the things like that, I got, like, I got some ones and twos on as a man. I, I, I kind of felt a little bad, but uh, it turns out that's, that's probably who I am. And, and Terry, you know the one characteristic that identifies you as an entrepreneur mm -hmm. was your, ten, your score of a 10 in autonomy. Yeah, which yeah. You want to work independent. You don't want nobody telling you when to show up, when to do, what to do. Yeah. That was the one when I saw it, I said, He's in the right job. Because yeah, my, my, my dad knew that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let, let's, let's talk about the people who are watching today. I promise, I promise everyone that they're going to walk away with an action step, something they can do to start making their lives and their career and their business better. And our action step today is a freebie. So tell us about that. Yeah, what I'd like to do for your, for your listeners is they can go to my website or, or Terry, if you want them to call in, and, and they go to my website, HR for human resources, winslowreports.com. And under the contact button, just register, put your name in, the messages, you know, give me the free offer that was, that was extended by Terry Lancaster. And I will give you two dynamic profiles to use on your employees. And the idea is for you to see how well our system works. And what we're gonna do is say, take your sales team, give us your superstar, the guy you wish every darn salesperson was like, and you give us the guy that you keep sending to sales training school. You keep sending your sheep to a tiger class. And you wonder why they don't come back and bring down a water buffalo. So, and that's a $398 offer. Not only will I give you that, I will give you two hours of my personal time to review the reports, answer any question you have, not to brag of what I charge per hour, but that's a thousand dollar value for free. Yeah. And, uh, and from there, if you like what you see, you like what you got, we'll get you started. There's no startup cost. You simply buy personality assessments as you want them, as you need them. And they will range in price from, if you buy one at a time, they're 190 bucks. If you buy a bigger volume, 50 or so, you're down to about 150, $125 a pop. Yeah. 
All right. So give, give us that website one more time, Tony. It is hrwinslowreports.com. hrwinslowreports.com. And you get to spend an hour, two hours on the phone with Tony DeRico from Profit Hunters International. Any last words of advice, Tony? I would just tell you, if you want to make your life simpler, sleep a little better, not have to deal with the problems of, oh my God, is a guy going to show up for work? Oh, why are they not performing well? You want to maximize your bonuses, maximize your profitability, go on vacation, hire with our assessment, and we'll help you develop your training needs and your coaching needs. I'm going to remember that line too. Send your sheep to tiger school. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate you, buddy. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Being the boss is fun. Taking your ideas, turning them into something new, and watching it grow. Oh, it's a lot of work. But it's a lot of fun. Until it's not. Most businesses reach a point where good ideas, common sense, and hard work just aren't enough anymore. They get stuck. Now, it's time to get unstuck. Unstuck 10 Proven Strategies for Breaking Through the Barriers to Small Business Growth. Get your copy today and get unstuck. Getcha Some Radio. You've been listening to the Getcha Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.